Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom, not with us today. Uh, we are going to get into quite a bit. We'll talk a little bit about Jim Harbaugh's contract extension coming up, uh, as well as Michigan's pursuits in the transfer portal before we talk basketball at the end, and we'll get you out of here. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. If you like the show, make sure to hit the like button, thumbs up on the YouTube page there. Hit that thumbs up if you are excited that Michigan has won its third straight outright Big Ten championship and is heading to the college football playoff. Subscribe to our channel, and we have a special offer at thewolverine.com for all YouTube viewers and podcast listeners. The promo code UM1 gets you two months of premium access for just $1. So $0.50 cents a month, pretty good deal. It's a perfect couple months to get in with us here leading into college football playoff, potential national championship. We got all the transfer portal news, NIL, all of that um, over at thewolverine.com, promo code UM1. CB, how you doing today? Hanging in, man. Feeling a lot better than I have in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and feel, I got that championship feeling too, man. So um, I'm about 95%, 90%. So uh, can't wait to get to Cali, man. But we got a, a few weeks of work to do before we get there. No doubt. We got the holidays in between as well, or at least uh, uh, one holiday. Couple, depending on uh, how you celebrate. And uh, it's exciting. It's funny. Like my first year doing this, 2019, the Ohio State game ends and it's just like this. There was just nothing. It's like, oh, what do we do now? Yeah. Now, the last three years, and 2020 was just kind of its own beast, obviously terrible in many ways. Now it's like, all right, here we go. You got the flight booked, you get the hotel, you get the credentials. Um, if anyone from the Rose Bowl is watching, we're still waiting on the credentials, but right. um, we will be there. And it's just so much more exciting, isn't it? I mean, just the the way these last three years have gone, you got to take it in at, at some point, too. It's a lot of work. And you know what? It it's is. well worth it. And yeah. uh, you know what? It feels like it feels like when you're going through a season of like a Rich Rod season and you just want the thing to end that it lasts for three years. This year seemed a little longer with all the NCAA crap and everything yeah. else. However, when you're covering a team that is this good and has come, overcome so many obstacles, then it makes it all worth it. And uh, just a great group of guys, great group of coaches and, and players. Um, you know what? You don't hear the narrative anymore about, oh, they had to cheat to win. Nobody's saying a word except for the, the crybaby rivals that just, you know, are, it's a coping mechanism, as we've said many times. So uh, it's been fantastic. So now we concentrate on Alabama and uh, hopefully Texas or Washington. Alabama's going to be tough, though. And uh, I think a lot of people are looking at that game. And I think a lot of the money has come in on Alabama. And this is not vintage Alabama. We've said that many times, but still a damn good football team. A lot of the money's coming on Alabama. No line movement yet that I've seen, which I uh, felt was interesting as well from Vegas. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely going to be tough in, in this spot. And it'll be tough for Alabama to beat Michigan, too. Uh, let's talk about Jim Harbaugh and his contract situation. Obviously, Chris, you had your report on Tuesday. A couple uh, national guys two days late, uh, but with, with some information today, obviously. And then, you know, once one person reports on it, then it's kind of like a – piggybacking type of thing where everyone starts digging and wants to get their tweet out there. But 
um, the report from Sports Illustrated today about the 11 million. But obviously, the the key part is that one, it's not signed obviously yet, and two, that there's this clause that you wrote about again on Tuesday. People can check that out at thewolverine.com. But that there could be something in there, and I I don't know how it'd be worded or whatever. It'd be interesting to see, and will be if if we get to see that. Um, assuming it's done and you get the FOIA and everything, but that you know he could not be able to entertain any NFL job vacancies, you know, any NFL job offers, that sort of thing, this offseason. Um, so that would be, uh, you know, probably a first, you know, that you've, you've seen in college football with, with something like this. Yeah, and I think it, Jim Harbaugh is going to be here uh, unless he doesn't want to be. And, and that's, you know, that's no different than it's been, well, it was different a couple of years ago, right? But last year, who knows? Um, what I do know is that, there needed to be some guaranteed language in there. They've gotten over one obstacle. There are still other obstacles. And we will talk about those in an article tomorrow, most likely at the Wolverine.com. So uh, it, he has NFL aspirations and that's okay, Clay. There's nothing wrong with liking, loving Michigan and still wanting to chase that Lombardi trophy. If he were to win a national championship this year, how many people, how many Michigan fans would say, you know what, come on, Jim, just you stick around and show loyalty, man, you've accomplished, you've reached the pinnacle go get that Lombardi trophy. I think is what a lot of people would say just the same as they would to a JJ McCarthy or a Blake Corum or guys like that. Hey, you've done what you needed to do here. Go out and do what you really want to do. And there is that itch. I've heard it from too many people now to count that Jim still looks at his brother having that Lombardi trophy and says, you know, man, what if, and that should have been mine type of thing. And that's the pinnacle. At the same time, he loves Michigan. So uh, there's no question that that is he's split. And, you know, his heart certainly is at Michigan. And, it, of course, one eye still on the NFL. So I think this could go a number of different ways. Anybody who says that, oh, he's a lock to stay or a lock to go, doesn't know what they're talking about. I think there's still there are still things up in the air. And I think part of it, Clay, could be how this season finishes. So does that mean he's not going to sign it before the end of the year? I can't say that definitively, but would it surprise me? Absolutely not. Yeah, there are no locks when it comes to Jim Harbaugh no. ever. Really, I mean, literally ever about many different things, including the contracts. Obviously, putting a timetable on something just feels dumb at this point, given the, the track record, not just with Jim Harbaugh, but with Ward Manuel and the athletic department and how things have gone back and forth. Seems like annually each and every year. It is funny, the the brother thing, I remember Jim saying that you know him and John had some sort of wrestling match like 20 years ago or 15 years ago, which is probably too old for like two brothers to be wrestling. But you know they're competitors, and Jim wins, kind of gives him a handshake, and kind of gave him that look like, all right, does this settle it? I think is how John described it uh, on a podcast. And then Jim said though after the Super Bowl, ever since then John's been able to give him that look where it's like, all right, he kind of has that that edge over him. And obviously it's not just the the brother thing, but uh, he's a guy who was in the NFL. He has one of the top winning percentages in NFL history. Um, and like you said, it's okay to – he wants to be at Michigan. He also may want to, you know, pursue other goals of his too. And everyone has different goals. And, and you know, I would, you know, commend him for – you know, he's accomplished a lot of his, obviously. And, you know, I mean, it's you can't really blame somebody for that. But obviously, if you're Michigan, selfishly, you want to keep the guy and do everything you can to – uh, close to 11 million. That would be, I think, the highest paid coach 
in the Big Ten, which he deserves, right? I mean, there's no question about that. Yeah, and we've reported that he would be, right? Which means $11 million, you know, and uh, and that's great, and he deserves it. He's earned every bit of it, and it should have been done last year, most likely. You know, we keep talking about it. Um, however, even if it was done, the buyout in there for the NFL wasn't going to be such that it, it would prevent him from going to the NFL or from preventing a team from playing it, uh, paying it. So, in my opinion, that is not going to be a detraction from that keeps him going. It's just not it keeps him from going. So what it's going to come down to is, has he finished his goals and reached his goals here? And is he ready for that next step? Uh, you know, he's going to get that 15 and 0 tattoo if they win it all, like he said, and then, <laughs> and then move on. And if he did, um, you know, it's not going to be because they Michigan didn't give him, didn't give him what he wanted. Uh, let's be clear about that. You know, it's, it's all there now. And um, he's going to be the top, top paid coach in the big 10, one of the top paid coaches in the country. It's going to be about that NFL itch. It's not going to be because he didn't feel appreciated in my strong opinion. Yeah. I think probably current focus right now is recruiting Alabama and, you know, that's about it. And then you, I mean, you certainly want to win the national championship. So then, you know, whatever you do is, you know, you'll leave or stay a, a national champion, but uh, we'll see kind of how it, it plays out. Worth mentioning today, given uh, obviously your report a couple of days ago and then others uh, piling on as well today. <clears throat> Let's talk about our friends over at prize picks, though. Football season, uh, bowl season is right around the corner here. There's no better way to enjoy the games than by playing daily fantasy with prize picks. You pick two to six players and predict if they will go more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. All first-time users that deposit and use promo code Wolverine will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you deposit 100, prize picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, they will give you 50. We play each and every week. I'm going to be playing here coming up with the bowl season. It'll be fun to get those projections as we, uh, you know, some of the quote-unquote meaningless bowl games that I still like to watch. And then you lead into uh, the bigger ones on New Year's Day and, and around that time. But this week... I got a game. Maybe maybe you don't want to watch it. It's Patriots Steelers tonight on Thursday night football. It's going to be ugly. Bailey Zappi against Mitch Trubisky. Kenny Pickett out for the the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I'm just going to go with the game that I I'm planning on not watching it. So <laughs> I don't need to be rooting for them to go more than these numbers. But I'm going to go Bailey Zappi less than 156 and a half passing yards and Mitch Trubisky less than 180 and a half passing yards uh, that seems safe so to me i would maybe yeah. go more than if i was if i was going to watch the entire thing but it's easier to just be like hey i, I think these two quarterbacks are going to go less than here and and just kind of forget about it has trubisky been playing all year no pickett's hurt okay see i didn't even i didn't even, i didn't even know you're still in the league so there you have it <laughs> sorry <coughs> still not 100 percent. sorry um i'm gonna go to the nba because you know how much i love the nba clay and uh, uh, Indiana and Milwaukee, uh, I've got Tyrese Halliburton less than 28 and a half points uh, for Indiana against Milwaukee. It's a big number. I know he's a great player, but uh, I just think uh, with the competition, he's going to be less than that. And Giannis Antetokounmpo less than 34 and a half points for Milwaukee. See what I did there? I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. So that's how you have to play prize picks if you want to win as big as I have this year. I don't know that I've lost a game play. Yeah, and I'm not willing to go back and, and re-listen to your no, picks. So no, no one can I prove that. I haven't checked, but I don't think I've lost. So no. There you go. Uh, go to prizepicks.com or download the Prize Picks app today. 
Use the promo code Wolverine for an instant deposit match up to $100. And maybe you can win big like Chris over there. Um, all right. Let's talk about uh, Transfer Portal where it's just crazy right now. We said that on Monday. That was the first day of the portal opening. It's even got more insane over the last couple of days. Michigan starting to get a little bit more aggressive as they throw out some offers as well in the portal. No Michigan players have entered at this point. Very few from any of the college football playoff teams, uh, as you would expect. But there are a couple, I think, from Alabama. Um, there were one or two from Texas. Not sure about Washington. I think they had a couple as well. But Michigan, the only team, I think, without any. But it's still very few. And Michigan players will get a week after their season ends. Uh, any CFP team does uh, for the portal to stay open for them. So there is that opportunity, which is probably a good move by the NCAA so these guys can finish out the season. But with that said, let's talk about some of the targets, and we have to start with Dante Moore, former UCLA quarterback, former five-star, top-five recruit out of Detroit. Michigan fans were disappointed about a year ago at this time when he chose Oregon and then flipped at the last second to UCLA. But as we're going to see as the years go by here, a lot of these guys are going to come back on the market. Um, and as you said on Monday, I mean, part of the pitch for Michigan is, hey – you know, we understand you, you may not come here initially, but hey, we may hit you up if you end up in the portal someday. And we're seeing that with a lot of these kids. We are. And I think it's a great approach, right? Go get your mill or whatever, your 1.5 mill and, and and sell some cars for, uh, you know, Chip Kelly Buick or whatever out there. And then come back here and uh, use some of that money to, to fly your family back home and uh, and play here and be developed. Because this is transformational, not transactional, baby, is what Jim Harbaugh has been saying all along. And that doesn't mean that Michigan's not giving getting NFL NIL opportunities for their players because they are and we've seen that uh, many times and repeatedly so and it's getting better and better but no they aren't pay for play and it's straight up here's cash and here's a bag of cash and come play for us but they have said to the kids look you know fine but uh, we'll be here you know if you want to hit us um when things don't work out which they often don't judging by the what 1500 kids in the portal now something, something like, like that, that. it's insane so uh, you look at Trevor ATN down at Florida. We've been hearing his name for a little while now. His people may be reaching out. You know, Michigan's not allowed to tamper, but that does not uh, say that his people can't at least call or put feelers out to other people. And uh, we've he been hearing things about him as well. Great running back who, guess what, wants to go in a, into an offense that features a running back. Go figure. Uh, and, a, and a championship program like Michigan's. So I think that's a real possibility as well. And then in the Indiana kids, right? McCauley is a kid. Um, is, that, is that is that who? I, who yep. Yeah. Donovan so, McCauley. Yep. Yeah. And so um, uh, anytime it's an Indiana kid, uh, I like their chances as long as Mike Hart is here. Um, and I don't know if he has history with the kid, but I do know that he's got history with the Indiana kids who talk. And uh, that would be a great landing spot for him. So, um, but, you know, part of it is you got to wait and see who's coming back too. And what do you need? Uh, last year, remember they took all those offensive linemen. Everybody's like, why did, why are they doing that? They don't need that. And it turned out that they needed both of them. Right. And, uh, and those guys proved to be a big part of the offense. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me either to see them over recruit positions and then let them play out. We've seen that from Michigan, and I think it's a wise move. Uh, it's, you know, when you come here, it's, it's you know, as Jawan Howard says on the basketball side, for competitors only, this is a championship program. What comes with a championship program means that you're going to be, be competing with other outstanding players for playing time. Blue is true love. Celebrate the moment. 
Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, and if you don't use that approach in today's college football, you're going to get left behind because there's yeah. no guarantee that your players are giving you that they're going to stick around. Even if you know you feel like they're going to, I mean, anything can happen, including tampering from another program, which happens, you know, it's rampant right now in college football. And so I think you definitely have to go with that route. People did think it was overkill a year ago on the offensive line, probably some other positions, uh, you know, when you saw an offer here, offer there, they were still recruiting, uh, tight end i forget what school out of but after they got aj barner last year it's like okay well if we think this guy's talented enough yeah. we'll take him and a lot of these guys like a dante Moore, aren't just one year deals and, and some of the guys that got last year aren't either you could still see some of them return like a like a nugent or an aj barner but obviously too early to know what their decisions would be um dante Moore specifically though i mean you don't know what jj is going to do so I think that Dante Moore might be the perfect guy to get in December because he's not a one-year guy. If you're a one-year guy, you're waiting to see what J.J. McCarthy does. If you're a Cam Ward out of Washington State or whatever. But if you're a guy who – and look, you got to be okay with the possibility of McCarthy returning and you not being the guy this year. But you see from uh, On Three's report today, you know, development. You keep hearing this, that Dante Moore, you know, he went somewhere where he could play right away. Um, He had to earn that job. He wasn't the slated starter coming in, but – I think he understands the importance of development now. Um, So I think it'd be smart to get a guy that's a little bit younger, even though he may not be as polished as you want right away, just because this is a situation you're in. You would not trade it. The fact that you have a chance of getting J.J. McCarthy back for another year, it's the price of doing business. Everyone's in a different situation in college football, but I think that's something to kind of note as well with this, that you're probably not going to get one of those one-year rentals until maybe the portal opens up the next time if JJ does leave. So this may be a nice bird in hand if you can land him. Yeah. And I think they can. And I think uh, there's been a lot of smoke out there that he wants Michigan now. And, and, you know, Jim Harbaugh offered him what seventh or eighth grade and made him a priority way back in the day. And which kind of, you know what, it it rubs you the wrong way a little bit. Here you are, you've got this loyalty and he's right in your backyard. And then all of a sudden, but you cannot blame a kid for trying to better his situation either. And so it's kind of a, a, catch 22 there um you can't burn bridges which is what they are doing a great job of not doing right with with a lot of these kids so uh you know it really remains to be seen how good he is or is going to be he's we know he has potential but everybody who says wow man i can't believe we lost this kid from our backyard and so on and so forth and you know it's not the first year that he's going to make the difference it's now it's the the portal has changed the game it's going to be that second third fourth year whatever with a lot of these kids look at the 
effect that Olu Olu Oluwatimi had last year. Look at AJ Barner uh, this year. Look at a lot of these kids that have come in. Josh Wallace. Uh, everybody looks at him and as a liability. This kid was a solid corner on a championship team that was picked on a hell of a lot more than Will Johnson because uh, Will Johnson's such a great corner on the other side. So uh, he was not a weakness. Uh, he, yeah, he had some moments, uh, as, as all corners do, but uh, he played really, really solid football. So the transfer portal is something that I think that you're going to continue to see Michigan cultivate here uh, to their to their benefit. And to me, it's all part of recruiting now, Clay. It's just, you know what, there's that season and then there's recruiting season. And it's just going to be the way it is from now on. Yeah, it is. It's kind of nice. Say something nice about the NCAA new segment. Um, probably a good move that they didn't make it a free for all where it's like the portal's always open. I mean, it's probably smart to have it um, just for the sake of the calendar and, and how yeah. these coaches have to deal with all of this. But it's such a weird time in college football when you have to build your roster and some teams are playing very meaningful games in, in just a few weeks. You said it last thing for me on the Dante Moore is. Like his, you know, one, I watched a couple UCLA games and he was running for his life. He was pressured yes. on over 40% of his dropbacks. He completed 53.5% of his passes. Clearly not where you want it to be. I will ask this, though. What do you think JJ's numbers would have been as a freshman if he was the guy starting after Cade? Because look at look at his completion percentage last year. There was, what, half his Big Ten games were under 50%. And that yeah. was with, you know, a very good team that made the college football playoff. UCLA is a was an average Pac-12 team. Tim Drevno was trying his best coach in their offensive line, but it wasn't a very good unit. I mean, I'm not trying to say he's going to be better than JJ. I mean, he was a higher recruit than JJ, but like you said, I, I think this kid's still got a lot of potential. He does, and you know, you never you always worry when you throw a kid into the fire that quickly. Is it going to ruin his confidence? You look at what happened with Devin Gardner. Uh, even yeah. later in his career at Michigan, you get pounded and then all of a sudden you lose your confidence. And if you don't have confidence in your offensive line, it changes everything. So uh, I don't think so. In his case, though, he's a young kid. And uh, if he comes here, uh, you've got the Joe Moore award winning line two years in a row. This year's wasn't quite as good, but it was still solid. Uh, it's going to be better here than it was there if he does decide to come here. So and there's no yeah. question he's got the talent. There's not there's no question about it. So uh, and Kirk Campbell's doing a great job developing quarterbacks, uh, developing J.J. McCarthy. McCarthy's talked about it quite a bit. Uh, you know how I feel about Campbell. He's a fantastic coach. So um, I think it's a distinct possibility. And what we're hearing on the on the more side is that uh, this would kind of be the ideal fit for him at this point. That's something I wanted to bring up, too, is Kirk Campbell is his would be his position coach. Now, it was Matt right. Weiss before. Didn't feel like that relationship ever fully blossomed. And obviously Weiss was was not a very good recruiter here. I don't think it's unfair to say that at all. And Kirk Campbell has been a fantastic recruiter. Mm -hmm. uh, he's joined the staff back in, in January or February last winter. Uh, before we move on to basketball, uh, just to list some of the guys that we talked about, you do have Dante Moore, Indiana wide receiver Donovan McCulley, who's played against Michigan multiple times, started at quarterback against Michigan, but we mentioned him. As well, Trevor Etienne running back out of Florida, over 700 yards, nearly six yards per carry this past season. Uh, Western Kentucky corner Upton Stout, five foot nine, could be a nickelback type. Michigan offered him. And the first guy they offered, Joey Slackman, who some people are calling Joey Sackman because he has, you know, he's an incredible pass rusher from the interior at University of Pennsylvania. So he was in the Ivy League FCS level, but has a lot of production and has had a ton of big time offers. Since entering the portal, I think he visited Wisconsin 
Um, so some other teams in the mix there. But uh, Michigan getting aggressive, I would expect. It feels like every time you flip on your phone, a new guy's in the portal. And, you know, there are options out there that I'm sure Michigan will pursue. Uh, let's move on to Michigan basketball before we wrap up. Wolverines, kind of the opposite of the football program right now. They've lost five out of their last six, sitting at four and five. They're under 500 for the first time since 2009, 2010, that season, 13 years ago. And you're coming off your Big Ten opening loss to Indiana, 78-75, another close loss. They're one in three now in close games, two possessions or fewer this year. That was the big thing coming in that they were working on all of preseason. And look, I, I don't know if that was necessarily the the right way to go about it, simulating all the situations from last year, but they were four and 13 a year ago in those same types of games. Um, and it just felt like another one of those. It just feels like last year's issues in a lot of ways are blending into this year's team, even though there are a lot of new faces on it. Yeah. And it sucks. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch the turnovers. It's hard to watch the poor defense and the breakdowns. You can't be giving four to five possessions a game where guys are getting uncontested buckets and expect to win in this conference or anywhere. And there are times there are breakdowns at inopportune times. I think there was one against Oregon as well. And you just, it just, it's unbelievable. And okay. Um, yeah. Juwan is on the bench and he's in an assistant coach role and everybody now wants to blame Phil Martelli or whoever, you know, uh, it, the, the blame is on the, the people in charge of the program. Right. And, and not just them, but uh, yeah, they're, you're losing guys to the portal. Um, they're losing guys to the NBA early, things like that. It's a tougher game, but it's a big boy business. Right. And you kind of know going in what you're up against. So that doesn't mean that you can't play good fundamental basketball with the guys that you have. And they aren't uh, Travis uh, Terrace Reed has regressed dramatically. And I expected him to take a huge step up this year, uh, especially defensively. He's to the point where he's almost unplayable, which is just unfathomable to me. And then um, it's just, it, you know, there's just no rhyme or reason sometimes to what they're doing defensively. And I can't understand uh, how they can't be better with the pieces on the court. So you hope that it'll all come together, but this is the third year in a row now where, you know, you're not closing games, you're underachieving. I think that's fair to say, uh, even with this roster that they're underachieving. And at some point you've got to get this thing together to the point where you're not at a, the end of a game and knowing that they're going to lose clay. Uh, I knew within the last five minutes, what was probably coming and I wasn't expecting them to win. And then to let the clock run down, from 36 seconds like they did uh, was unbelievable. Playing that out was, yeah, it was ridiculous. I, I, that is, I mean, you, you extend the game. You know, there have been times that guys like Tom Izzo have extended the game from the 130 mark or something like that. Right. And it paid yeah. off for them. I uh, hate that when I'm the team with the lead. Like right. I start, yeah. Right, exactly. And because, it, it, you know, you're extending the game. And uh, to me, that was, I, that was a, to me, I'm just an absolute head scratcher. So they got to be better, top down, flat out. And I'm not confident that this thing is going to be trending in the in the in a good direction here. Uh, if there's ever such a thing as a must win game, right? It's Saturday at I or Sunday at Iowa, and good luck with that. Yeah, Iowa plays tonight. They just got shelled by Purdue, but um, yeah. Michigan hasn't really played well at Iowa under Jawan Howard, and they always seem to get hot against Michigan. And Michigan's not playing much defense. That's the thing where couple things one letting playing that out was was crazy to me i would put a bad shooting team on the foul line um and michigan didn't make him earn that game then they didn't even get the rebound anyway and then they had to foul with as it was with six seconds to go and it ended up being two 
by the time they had a chance, Will Cheddar doesn't run the baseline when he has a seven footer on him. They didn't do anything to free him up, either set a screen or, you know, do one of those things where another guy comes over, you pass it to him. It just didn't seem like there was anything. I don't know what they drew up because they took a timeout just before. That was, you know, Doug McDaniel missed three free throws. But you're right, with Terrace Reed not being able to be on the floor, especially when you're playing a team that that's that physical and just wants to pound the ball inside like Indiana. Then you have Will Cheddar guarding, you know, uh, Malik Renew. You have Olivier Kama trying to uh, guard Ware, who's seven feet tall. And they scored 52 points in the paint. I don't know if I've ever seen that, where 52 points in the paint, 15 at the free throw line, 67 out of their 78 came from that. They made three threes. And as Phil Martelli said, someone won a division one game tonight, making just three threes. And that's that's how poor Michigan's interior defense was. I thought those guys were good and hard to stop, but that's not a very good Indiana team. No. Um, but They're Doug tough. McDaniel, Doug McDaniel way off as well after dropping 33. It just feels like, I mean, you can blame him for the free throws. You can blame him for some of the shots he took, which I do. Um, but also it just feels like there's got to be more options than than just him trying to create all the time as well. Yeah, and, and there aren't, if we're being honest. Right. And that's kind of what happens when you – go to the portal and you take guys that are looking for better opportunities. Namari Burnett isn't the answer offensively. He'd be a decent piece on a really good team, right? But is he a starting two guard in the Big Ten if you need a if scorer? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, and he hasn't played extremely well defensively either, which was his calling card. So you got to have your guys playing the roles that they are best suited for. And there are some guys that frankly, shouldn't be playing that are because you don't have any other, other opportunity or any other options there. So um, it's not going to get any better anytime soon, in my opinion. You hope that they can address it in recruiting. But, man, it, it certainly seems bleak right now. And the interest in Michigan basketball is at probably the lowest it's been uh, since, man, in 15 years, I would say, 16, 17. I mean, since the, the first year of John Beeline and uh, – that's really unfortunate. Yeah, I wrote this after the game, but mentioning the stat where they're under 500, literally, because you would think maybe like they lost their first game or they've they've won all the season openers. They're under 500 for the first time since the 2010 year. This feels way different though, because that was still, that was disappointing because they made the tournament the year before. So it was like, okay, we're just going to keep building. That right. was a step back with a lot of the same pieces, but they were still in build mode. Two years later, they were big 10 champs for the first time in a really long time, three years later from that spot and one year after 2012 in the final four in the national championship game, that, that was build mode. This yeah. feels like it's the opposite of build mode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's the disappointing part. We have to mention Will Cheddar though. I just want, I mean, give Will Cheddar credit for, they need him for one because of the way Terrace Reed's been playing, but this dude clearly worked his ass off um, in the off season and, has throughout his career here. Like he, he said, someone asked him about the work he put in. He's like, it's not like I wasn't working hard the first two years, but take some guys longer than others. Not saying he's a star player, but man, has he gotten better and man, does he care? Um, and, and you got to give your credit to him. It's the confidence to me. You can see it. He's shooting with confidence. He's playing with confidence and I want to see more of him. I don't care if he's getting bullied on the defensive end. At least he's giving the effort. And a lot of the times he's, he's, you know what he, I think he made a mistake at the end of the game. And there were some words, which you can't have, man. You can't do that. You can't bicker on the court. That's another red flag to me, uh, especially when this guy is giving his heart and soul to this team. 
and one of the guys that you are saying, okay, this guy really, really, really cares. And not saying the other ones don't, but um, to me, Will Cheddar is one of those guys that just is, is a culture guy and a program guy that uh, has really made that next step. And Phil Martelli has been told us to, telling us to watch for him, and he was absolutely right. So here's hoping to see more of him, and he gets a little bit stronger and, and defends a little bit better as well. Our guy, 97 Rose, um, stopped by at the exhibition game talking to me and Anthony and uh, and his son as well. Great people. Don't know if they want their names out there. but um, And they were saying, man, could Cheddar be like a like a Mo Wagner? And they were kind of joking. But then he had a couple of drives on, on uh, Tuesday night where he was kind of reminded me of Mo a little bit. So credit to 97 Rose and the gang there. But yeah. um, Cheddar great, is definitely a great guy and a great friend. Little Ricky, we'll call him. There we go. And he had a great sandwich at Zingerman's for a while. Uncle there. R. Uncle R. <laughs> I love me. Just not to out him. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, Michigan, Iowa on Sunday. So we'll see. As Phil Martelli said, he said, yeah, they, they say road games are really important in the Big Ten, but that's assuming you win the majority of your home games. Michigan hasn't done that so far. Dropped the, the clunker to Long Beach State. Dropped the one to Indiana, so I don't know if I can call it a must win. I guess it just it's a it's a gotta have it. Yeah, I don't know if there's a difference, but I feel like there kind of is, and that's where Michigan's at at this point. Um, we will be covering it over at thewolverine.com. Also, be covering all of your Michigan football news as well as we head into the Rose Bowl against Alabama transfer portal ramping up. NIL Jim Harbaugh contract extension. The promo code UM1 gets you two months of premium access for just one dollar. That will take you through the playoff, the national championship game, a potential Jim Harbaugh contract extension, all of that at thewolverine.com. Like the video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we will see everyone next time. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.